Women Taking the Lead, episode 146. I always think and even speak loud to myself all the things I'm grateful for today. It's quite many, actually. Once we start thinking all the good stuff we have in life, you realize it's really, we have a good life. And I think it sets the tone of my day. I feel very happy and positive. And the energy that I have, I think the people whom I interact, they feel it too. So with me being positive and happy, I think I make other people feel good also. And that's the part of me being a leader that I'm making their lives better. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Head over to womentakingthelead.com to join the community and get the resources to support you on your leadership journey. Now, your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Susanna McGee, who is a former Ms. Natural Olympia bodybuilding champion, now competitive tennis player, author, speaker, raw vegan athlete, and performance and injury prevention specialist with over 25 years of experience. She is certified by the National Academy of Sports Medicine and also holds a certificate in plant-based nutrition from Cornell University. She is an author of Tennis Fitness for the Love of It, and The Athlete's Simple Guide to a Plant-Based Lifestyle. Susanna, I am very intrigued and excited to be chatting with you today. Now, that's just a little intro for everyone who's listening, but tell us more about you and your own humble beginnings. I was born in Czechoslovakia, the communist Czechoslovakia, 50 years ago, and it was quite interesting time over there because we didn't have any freedom, freedom to speak, freedom to travel. And I managed to escape after 20 years, got my master degree in computer science and moved to Sweden. Lived there for 10 years. Long story short, we got another degree in computer science. And my passion always was athletics, being athlete and teaching people athletics and fitness and I was doing it on the side of my computer science job in Sweden and enjoyed it and lived just beautiful life. was skiing, had a nice house and then I discovered Venice Beach, California. I came on a, <laughs> I came on a vacation and I spent one afternoon in Venice Beach and all these sunshine, music, people dancing on roller skates, happiness. I was like, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> this is the life I want to live. So I returned to Sweden. In six months, I just finished everything nicely and cleanly. I sold my house. I quit my job. I finished all the classes I was teaching at the university. And I moved to Venice Beach. I had a one bicycle, one bag. I didn't speak any English, didn't know anybody, didn't know where to go and what I'm going to do. And that was my start. It was pretty much starting over completely. And since then, I built myself really beautiful life. It's been 20 years. I've been in Venice Beach for 20 years and I build everything <laughs> that you had in the introduction. It sounded actually really cool. So I created myself <laughs> a really beautiful life that I'm enjoying every day. Oh my goodness. I can't even imagine moving to a country that I didn't speak the language. You know, I mean, I get the whole like 
it was a beautiful day, the music, the people were dancing, they were on roller skates, it was having a lot of fun. But even with that image in mind, you know, the courage it takes to just do it. And it sounds like you just made up your mind in that moment and just went for it. Yep. Once I made up my mind, I just, it was my only focus. And I didn't come just unprepared. I had options in my head, what I want to do, or if it doesn't work, plan B, plan C, and I can always return back to Sweden if it doesn't work. So I had all these little options in my head, but actually it turned out completely different than my options were. But I did have a plan, so I was not completely clueless when I came. I was prepared. Right. Nor were you overly concerned about how it was all going to play out. So that is amazing, Suzanne. And that tells us that gives us a wealth of information about you right there. <laughs> so and you've clearly had success in your life. Goodness, everywhere you've lived, you've managed to just grow and progress into some new area of interest. And I can hear in your voice, you've definitely gained confidence. You know, you've, you're very confident in what you're doing and who you are right now. But take us back to a time when and you were playing small, right? Where you just didn't realize what you were capable of or you didn't truly value yourself. Take us back to that moment. Share with us that story and the lessons you've learned. It was int really interesting because when I lived in Czechoslovakia and Sweden, I did all these different things. I accomplished a lot, but I never thought about it. I never had this entrepreneur mindset because in communism we were suppressed. So that's how I got brought up. I didn't know better. In Sweden, I had more freedom, but I was working at the university. I worked for somebody. So I never thought about myself as an entrepreneur and I can do what I want, a life I can create on my own. It was never in my head. And when I moved here and I realized that I could do this fitness uh, lifestyle as my living, I was ex extremely enthusiastic about it but it was a huge culture shock a huge culture shock it was a culture shock from Czechoslovakia to Sweden but then from Sweden here to USA and especially Venice Beach that was uh, it was unreal people seemed really really nice and happy and positive but it was all they were all promising it was not real and I got burned so many times I believed them and trusted them so I had many many lessons learned during this transition. But what was also interesting was that even though, like you mentioned, I accomplished a lot, I never really thought about myself that I have accomplished so much. I was just doing it, learning. I enjoyed myself. And I never thought that I'm special just because I have done all these things. And I had a client a fitness client who also became my mentor eventually. And he was always telling me, Susanna, you have to get certifications. You have to have paper for what you know. You have to have those letters behind your name. And I was always arguing with him. No, you know what? It's important. I know what I know. I have this knowledge. I constantly learn and uh, learn new things. And I know what I know. I was very hard-headed. And he said, no, no, no. People have to know what you know. And <laughs> we were going back and forth. And then eventually I surrendered and I realized he's right. So all these things that I already knew, I started to get certification. So I have it on the paper that I know. And then I realized, man, I really know a lot of things, different fields, different experiences. And I 
that was then when I realized that I am a little bit different. I'm a little bit different. I come from Europe. I'm six feet tall. I'm very athletic. It's like everything about me was different. Until then, I saw myself just like everybody else. But he made me more aware. And when I was, for example, telling my story to anybody, whoever was asking, I told them, everybody was so impressed, like, wow, really, you should write a book about it. This is so amazing. So hearing all this, these inputs from other people, it made me realize that, yeah, maybe I have accomplished a lot. And yeah, maybe I am different. And maybe I should share my knowledge with others because I can inspire and motivate them. So that's how it started, actually. Wow. My goodness, such a journey you've come from. And, you know, what, and what I heard and what you were saying was the lessons you've learned were that it was taking other people to acknowledge what you knew and what you were capable of, that you didn't realize it until you actually started those certification programs and realized probably that you were way beyond, <laughs> you know, way more advanced than what the certificate was actually saying you were capable of. How do you apply that in your life today? I am, it gives me a little more confidence. Before I was not even thinking about confidence. Do I have it? Don't I have it? I guess I always had these, we all have fears when we start something new, but somehow I had them deep inside, but I never was thinking about it. Now I am more in touch. So I know when I start something new, oh, okay, maybe I'm a little bit scared, but hey, I've done it before. <laughs> I always overcame it. All of us turned out great. So let's just go and do it. Yeah. It's amazing when you've kind of been, you know, so to speak, been through the fire before you realize that you don't die from it. It always turns out okay. You learn a lot. And if you can just breathe your way through it, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And with like you mentioned with those certifications, I, like you said that, Whatever, if it was for two years, studying two years, I did it in two months. In Sweden, when I moved to Sweden, I went to school and I was supposed to do the program in two, three years. I did it in six months. So everything I jumped into, I actually did much faster. I become obsessive and I go for it. And I guess all the knowledge, once you have knowledge, it's like a big net in your head. And the more you put in, it it sticks there a little bit better. So the bigger <laughs> the net is, it sticks easier. So with all those years and all of us doing new things and all of us experimenting, it all just led to it that it is much easier and it really showed. And I always have to remind myself because I still feel, yeah, okay, I won Miss Natural Olympia. Okay, that was my personal journey and I don't think about it. But then people are, oh, wow, really, that's amazing. <laughs> so I always have yeah. to remind myself, yeah, you know what, I guess it is amazing. So I have to give myself these mental notes because I guess it is impressive. I just moved on the yeah. next thing and I tend to forget. So it's good for me to remember because, again, it can motivate people. Right. It's another accomplishment that gives you credibility. Yes. Uh -huh. too. I mean, you're capable of all these things, but when people see the certifications and the, the accomplishments, they think in their head, she knows what she's talking about because she lives it. Right. That's amazing. Now, Susanna, share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps you took that led to your success. It was maybe, I was already here in USA and I was doing my fitness training and I got eventually certified to become a little more advanced <laughs> fitness coach. I was a performance coach for tennis players and injury prevention specialist. And I 
helped so much. Those people whom I train, they got so helped so quickly and I was impressed even myself how great it works. So I decided I would like to share this knowledge with more people, write a book, speak. And then always in my head, I had this little voice, but hey, you know what? English, it's not my native language. It's my sixth language. And I know the grammatical <laughs> mistakes I make. I'm very aware of them. I just don't know how to say things <laughs> sometimes, mm -hmm. but I'm, I hear it. It's wrong. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I don't know. I probably shouldn't write a book. That was that little fear that because English is not my language, maybe I shouldn't write it. And then I was... I started to write a blog. I thought, well, at least I will start a blog and I can share my knowledge like that. And again, people and some of my really precious clients, they were like, this is so amazing. You should write it in a book. And then I realized, you know what? I'm going to do it in my book. This is my voice. That's how I speak. I don't say the particles, uh, or the, sometimes I forget it. <laughs> so sometimes mm -hmm. it's missing. Hey, this is who I am. So I got suddenly confident that I'm different this is my voice. My English is not perfect, but that's what makes me special. I'm giggling, I'm happy, and this is my accent. And once I realized that, I just started to write. And then I was giving speeches, accent or not accent, this is who I am, and I cannot really change that. And then I realized that's why people like me. They like all this about me. So I decided I'm just going to spread my knowledge with my voice and, again, inspire people. You can write a book even though... English is not your language or you can speak even maybe you don't feel confident as a speaker that's the message and that's the people whose life you can change that's what counts it's so true we hold ourselves back if we don't do things perfectly but oftentimes if we're willing to take the risk and put ourselves out there people admire that and they respect the effort. You know, when I hear people who it's clear English is not their first language, they have the accent, they're struggling a little bit with the grammar, it's endearing. Like I actually find myself listening more to them um, and admiring them for the effort because English is my only language. And I've tried learning other language. Like I know little bits and phrases here and there of a couple other languages, but that's it. I can't have a, a fluent conversation with anyone in another language. So when somebody clearly is speak, can speak more than one language, they have my respect because I know how much effort it takes to learn another language. So you're absolutely right. If we don't allow our imperfections to hold us back, we often find that people give us space for it and will admire us for the effort. I think so too, because they can also connect because they also often feel they are not perfect. They know about their all imperfections. And when they see I have them too, it's easier to connect before, because if I would be perfect they would think oh maybe I cannot achieve this because oh she's so perfect everywhere right it's hard to achieve so me not being perfect it's like hey that's how we all are we have different strengths and different weaknesses and we just will work with it nice and Susanna what I want everyone to get this is one of the the my favorite questions that I ask people because I think it's so important for everyone to understand that you know we all have different leadership styles and that's a good thing right we all contribute in different ways we have different personalities different strengths different backgrounds things that like like you said that make us unique that we bring to the table so Susanna how would you describe your leadership style I think it's like very simple in my case. I always lead by example. 
that was always my thing. And at first, I didn't even realize I'm a leader. I was doing my thing and I was inspiring people, but I was not really aware of it until, again, <laughs> other people, they said, oh, you are a Leo, you are a born leader. I was like, oh, really? And then <laughs> next one, oh, Leo, oh, you are the leader. And then I was thinking about it and then I realized everything I do, I go with it with passion. I handle that thing, master that thing. And meanwhile, I got all these people whom I inspired on my journey and I'm actually leading them toward becoming better, becoming stronger, becoming healthier eaters. So it's been always like that. And all my life pretty much is a series of projects, <laughs> experiments. I always experiment on myself. If it was a new diet or new training program, I I want to believe it, but I don't want to believe it. I'm entering with open mind. I try it on myself and then I can make a decision. So everything I do is a big experiment and through my journey of life of all these experiments, some of them worked amazingly great and I adopted them as my new lifestyle. So I did motivate all the people who are around me. <laughs> They eventually, I motivated them to transition to similar good thing, whether it was training or eating. So definitely leading by example. Yes, I definitely get that in your story. And I'm also hearing a slight transition where you're leaning into leading by sharing your story as well, because you're writing more books and you're doing, you're speaking, doing public speaking as well. And that's incredibly inspiring for people. Yeah, I believe that. And it was with me too. I, when I learned something new, I always look at those people who already done it or who are really good. And then when I see how they did it and that they did it, I'm thinking, okay, if he can do it or she can do it, I can do it too. And that's, I believe too, if people see that I can do it and maybe I struggled and I still did it, that gives them the motivation. If she did it, I can do it. And that's, the, that's what I love. I love that. And Susanna, what's the biggest leadership or business challenge that you're faced with right now? Mm, my business challenge, maybe to get my message out there to more people. And I have decided that I want to do this public speaking more because that can really deliver my message a lot. And I have this little aversion to traveling. I have traveled a lot. I traveled across the continents and all that. And now my lifestyle, I have this dog at home whom I cook food for. And I'm one woman business. And I don't want to leave my clients hanging. So I realize I really don't want to travel. And deep inside, I really don't want to travel. So I realize if I'm public speaker and I, I need to move, I need to go to different places. So I'm a little bit split here because I do want to speak, but I don't want to travel. So I have to figure out a little bit different approach. And for example, sharing my knowledge like this with you on your podcast, it's a great way to inspire people without me needing to travel. So this is my little challenge right now to figure out <laughs> how to inspire people, but stay home. I think you're doing well so far. <laughs> And what is one thing that you're working on right now that you're really excited about? <laughs> This is going to be maybe a little weird for you to hear. I have different projects. I always have some mental project. I'm learning new things. And then I have physical projects also. And first it was bodybuilding, then tennis. And now, just a few months ago, I have decided I am going to learn pole fitness. 
So that's like a pole dancing, but it's not the mm -hmm. exotic dancing or, you know, the strip club, but it's more as a fitness, like gymnastics and dance, and you all do it in the vertical, on the vertical plane. It's extremely beautiful. It's extremely impressive. And oh my God, it is so hard. <laughs> Just hanging. When I first time I was grabbing the pole, I was hanging there like a spinning sack of potatoes sliding down. <laughs> the gravity was like 10 times stronger than anybody else in the room. And I have decided this is really difficult. And here also, so I decided, well, I have to master this. This is beautiful and I have to do it. So I'm extremely obsessed about it. And here is another thing about the leadership that we were just talking about, like I said, I'm six feet, I'm 160 pounds, I'm 51 years old. So all this could be taken as, as a disadvantage. They are no tall gymnasts. They are no female gymnasts who are six feet. Plus I'm heavy also. And I'm thinking, oh man, can I really do this? And fighting, I have fears hanging up and down. I'm scared. I'm 51 years old. Now, how about if I fall off that pole? So it's bringing all these different emotions in me. And I'm searching on the internet, looking for tall people, tall women who are also heavy, who do this just because they can become my motivation and inspiration. Because if she can do it, I know I can do it. And I actually found a few, not too many, maybe two. <laughs> or three. But hey, even one is good enough. So yes. this is this big project for me, how to really overcome fears. I, for example, all my life wanted to do a handstand and I was so scared of it. So always procrastinating. Oh, I can do it next week, next week. I can start learning later. And now <laughs> I started to learn handstand because it's going to be part of me hanging on the pole. So all these things, this is my big passion and I'm discovering many new things about me. But one thing I have discovered, and you mentioned this, that was your few sentences in the beginning when you said that you have a big obstacle and then you push through and push through and then you suddenly are able to do it. This happened to me. I had my first day. I'm writing a journal. So I have a 100-day journal to do this fitness. And on my first day, I decided I'm going to do uh, 50. I will hang on the pole and I will raise my legs 50 times to train my abs. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm athlete. I'm strong. This is easy. The first one, I couldn't do even one. I was like, oh my God. And I told myself, 50, how am I going to do? But being competitive with myself, I somehow did it. One, took a break, another one. This was a huge obstacle. And next day, guess what? I hung on the pole and I could do 10 in a row. My body somehow figured it out. And I was just writing it in my journal and I was thinking, this is just like in life. You have a huge obstacle and if you just figure out how to push through and do it, it feels difficult. Next time, if something similar happens, it's going to be maybe just a little irritation. It's not going to be even obstacle, maybe inconvenience. And the next time, eventually, you just adopted it in your life and you don't even feel like it's an obstacle. So the physical and the life always go hand in hand together. And it's a big revelation for me too. Even though I knew it, now I'm even more aware of it. I love that story, Susanna. I can definitely relate. And you're inspiring me to want to try handstands because I have the same, 
I think the same issue or fear that you have around being upside down. I've never been able to do cartwheels or handstands because I lose my place of where I am and then I start to freak out because mm-hmm. I don't know where I am in space. And so I I just got inspired just to start practicing doing a handstand. It is something I would love to be able to do, but I'm inspired by how you go after things that you don't know or that you're afraid of and, you know, take it on because it's just the next horizon for you. Like it, it's not that big of a deal. It's just something you're not able to do now. So let's just give it a go. I love that. All right, Susanna, now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So tell us. What is one practice you have that helps to make you a better leader? I think it's, um, I'm grateful for what I have in my life. Every morning when I wake up, I take my dog to the beach for a walk. And as I'm overlooking this beautiful ocean in Venice Beach, it's all empty. I always think and even speak loud to myself all the things I'm grateful for today. And It's quite many, actually. Once we start thinking all the good stuff we have in life, you realize it's really, we have a good life. And I think it sets the tone of my day. I feel very happy and positive. And the energy that I have, I think it radiates out of me. And I think the people whom I interact, they feel it too. So with me being positive and happy, I think I make other people feel good also. And that's the part of me being leader that I'm making their lives better. I love that. And what is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? Maybe this is not really a leadership book per se, but it's the book called Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Have you read it? I have. It's excellent. Yes. And that's the thing. And that's part of it, my great gratefulness in the morning. You just get up in the morning and you do things for yourself before you react to all the other things, your emails and text messages and your family that wakes up. You just do all the good things for yourself. Affirmations, gratefulness, write the journal, do little exercise, maybe a little meditation. And I think if you are very happy and comfortable with yourself, then you are also a better leader because it comes from inside. So you don't follow really any rules of leadership, but you are the leader who you are inside. You have your own style and by being happy with yourself, it will come out naturally. Amen. I love that. I'm saying I love that a lot. I'm <laughs> recognizing that. I really like everything you're saying. So, and for those who are listening, if you're getting sick of me saying I love that, I'm sorry, but I'm talking to Susanna right now. So, <laughs> and Susanna, what advice would you give your younger self? Oh, maybe. I've been always different. Even when I was little, I was already tall. And being a young girl and being super tall, It was, I didn't like it. All the boys were shorter. So I've been always different and I was not enjoying it always so much. And now I realize that being different is actually really good because people remember me. They have, they, (laughs) they remember me well and they, they can be motivated by me that I can accomplish things, even though, like I said, maybe I'm too tall, I'm too heavy, I'm too old or something. So my advice to myself would be that I should cherish that I'm very different. 
And, you know, what really struck me there is what makes you different is what makes you memorable. Mm, yes, that's so true, right? Yes. And share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. I really believe in small daily actions. Whatever your goal is, whatever you want to accomplish, just take action on it every day, even if it's five minutes or just one little thing, because all these daily actions, they will compound over time and they will create huge, huge results. And we cannot really be the same every day. You either become a little bit better or you become a little bit worse. We are not the same. And I think the action or all actions you do, you always should think about like, uh, is this action going to make me better or is this going to me worse? If I eat the donut <laughs> or shall I choose the apple? And if you all, always think about, is this making me better or worse? Then the choice is much easier. Or if you want to get healthier, I need to exercise, but I don't have time. But hey, do 10 burpees. It takes you two minutes. And just that little action makes huge difference if you do these 10 burpees every day for a month, three months, a year. Small daily actions every day. And lastly, Susanna, what is the best way for this community to connect with you? The best best way is most probably my website that is either susannamcgee.com or tennisfitnesslove.com. That's the same website, just two different names, whatever is easier to mm -hmm. remember. And email me through the website. I'm also active on Facebook as Susanna McGee and all the other media, Twitter. I'm there, but I don't tweet. So Facebook or my website. Okay. And for those of you listening, you know you can find all the links and resources shared by Susanna in this episode at womentakingthelead.com. There will be a blog post that accompanies this episode. And Susanna, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thank you for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. Are you ready to take the lead in your own life but need some support? Head over to womentakingthelead.com forward slash contact to introduce yourself. And to strengthen you on your leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining with me, and here's to your success.